The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papagiorgio, and today we are talking to Pat Fenner. Pat Fenner loves talking and writing about the topics closest to her heart, parenting and homeschooling. Her books, Blessing the Next Generation and Celebrating the Feast, A Christian Guide to Passover, evolved from family traditions she and her husband, Paul, have enjoyed in their 30-plus years of marriage. Another ebook, Homeschooling Outside the Box, originally published by the Old Homeschool Magazine, or I'm sorry, the Old Schoolhouse Magazine, describes some of the real-life activities she incorporated over the years in their own homeschool. She writes regularly at her blog, BreakthroughHomeschooling.com, where she shares parenting and homeschooling encouragement and tools, and is also a regular contributor to various other faith parenting and homeschool blogs. Welcome, Pat. I'm so happy to have you here today on the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Danelle. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just love how the Lord works because um, as most people who listen to my podcast or follow me in any way know, I, I struggle with organization and planning. So I was sitting here last week like, oh no, another podcast episode is coming up. Who am I going to interview? And so I just prayed and asked the Lord to bring someone to mind and then you emailed me like either the same day or the next day. I'm like, okay, thanks, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really funny because it was a direct response to your last newsletter. And I don't normally respond to people's newsletters, but um, uh-huh. it was just incredible. Actually, it was that video. You had a video included that just mm-hmm. wowed me. And I just felt like I had a response. So obviously it was God. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was really just neat how he did that because, mm-hmm. again, I, I didn't really know who I was going to have this week. and then you just, you know, just shared with me how much that had blessed you and, mm. um, and met, happened to mention about your book. And I thought, oh, I've got to have her on the next podcast <laughs> because, because I love your book. You sent me a copy, a digital copy, and I started reading it. And it's an, it's an easy read. It's not mm-hmm. super long. And just, I like how you have it broken down into nice short chapters. Cause I think as homeschooling moms, most of us feel like, when do we have time to read one more thing? Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> Yes. You know, it's just, it's a busy life. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that I could just kind of whip through the different chapters and get a good idea for what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I just love the whole idea of blessing our children. I've heard this from other um, uh, pioneer homeschoolers. Chris Davis talks about this in his book, Gifted Raising um, Intentional I'm going to get this title wrong. I can't remember all of a sudden. Um, But his book about uh, raising children intentionally, that's the subtitle. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about how he did this with his boys. And I thought that is so neat because the Bible Mm -hmm. talks about this all throughout scripture. It talks about blessing and cursing, incidentally. It's a very Mm -hmm. interesting topical study um, to go through. Yeah. But tell us, Tell us more about this whole concept. How did, first of all, how did you come up with the idea of writing a book on this? Well, it it was just actually kind of a practical response. Um, My husband and I had been studying uh, words and did a Bible study on that in our uh, 
a small group at a church we were attending. And mm -hmm. our oldest son was about, was approaching 13. And we thought this would be absolutely amazing. This would be great to do for him. And, you know, especially considering the top, the concept of, um, you know, coming of age and things like that. We have so many, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, we have so many, um, secular kind of ways of looking at that, you know, first date and first kiss and first, you know, right. license, all that stuff. And we thought, you know, really the Bible calls to something more for us, you know, as Christian families and Christian parents, and this would be a great thing to incorporate. So, so we started doing that with our, with our oldest. And then we did it with our second daughter who was two years later. And the, we had a lot of families in our church just asking us about that. And we were in a, very big um, homeschool kind of like support group. And we found ourselves talking about it too. And I thought, you know, well, actually my husband said, why don't you just put this in a book and then you can give it to people when they ask you about it. <laughs> so I totally agree with you that, you know, we're busy. So I didn't want this to be something burdensome to moms and right. you know, overwhelming. So I was just looking at it as a very practical you know, you, you said, you said it, there's other books about the concepts and stuff behind it. Mm -hmm. But at the time I wrote this, there really wasn't a lot in terms of just like, well, how do you do it? Just give us an example and then we can run with it, you know, kind of. Right, thing. right, exactly. And that's what people always need is that practical example mm -hmm. of, well, what does this look like in real life, which is something I'm working on um, with this whole life schooling concept is mm -hmm. really getting more practical materials for people because it's one thing to have that concept, but then it's like you said, okay, now what do I do with this? How, how do we make this work for us? Right. And so it was just really instructive to go through that and see how this played out in your home and just to see, especially in the back, the examples of, mm -hmm. of the different ones that, um, and, and the way you can go through a, um, an event like this. Right. Uh, so I really, I really love that practical aspect of it. Thank you. <laughs> and I also love how you had the pictures throughout there of your children. It was so sweet to see them <laughs> sitting in the chair with the, um, I don't know if it's some kind of a Hebrew scarf that they had on them. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a prayer shawl. Actually, the last, um, I guess we have, we have two older ones and then a nine-year gap and then the three younger ones. And in between number two and number three, um, Paul and I, he knew I'd always wanted to go to Israel. So we went to Israel for an anniversary. And while mm. we were there, we, we bought this prayer shawl that we then used with our three younger ones. So definitely the, the whole idea of what it looks like morphed, you know, over the time of our mm -hmm. us learning. And, yeah. And I think, I think too, with each child, it was probably a little bit different. Am I right? Like you kind of probably tailored it a bit to the particular yeah. child. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and there were so many things, factors that worked into that, you know, who was, we, um, grandparents, for example, were played a prominent part in our two older kids, um, blessings and, we lost them, you know, by the time we got to the three younger ones, uh, we were mm -hmm. in different areas of the country. We were, we were just in different places in our faith life. Um, so a lot of those things kind of all, you know, made it look a little different. And then mm -hmm. part of the planning was very much uh, involving the, our kids in their, their own service. So, you know, that all looks different from different things that they want to emphasize, different people they want to invite and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, and I love too. I wanted to talk about at the beginning of chapter four, 
you tell mothers to start by studying their children mm-hmm. and and you said how as you were doing this god would seem to highlight certain scriptures that related to that particular child whose whose blessing time was coming up mm-hmm. and i just love that because i think it's so helpful also in this process of life schooling to constantly be studying our children mm-hmm. what are their interests and writing those things down so we can have a record and it sort of is like this puzzle that comes together then and and i think that's one really important thing is writing things down it's something i'm trying to get better at myself mm-hmm. um, because again it just sort of paints this picture of who is this child and what is their calling did you find that that sort of that this event sort of played into that almost like seeing those gifts and talents and and calling forth things out of your children that that you saw in them well it's interesting because i certainly went into this each each uh, preparation of each service i certainly went into it with that mindset but thankfully god is a bigger god than my little brain and (laughs) even more so than that i found that and I'll give you two examples in a second. But I found that God was laying a foundation or an, an instance or a situation that, that they could then hark back on for when they needed it, mm-hmm. even more so than helping them finding their calling. That was kind of revealed to them as they would come along. Um, mm-hmm. the, the two examples that, that jumped to mind, well, one thing, too, about studying them was just so cool because over – uh, over the year that we would be, we, we took a year, <clears throat> excuse me, the, their 12-year-old year, we took mm-hmm. time to present, you know, prepare for all this. And I would, we, you know, when we would read Bible, the Bible together and everything, I would pray that God would, you know, kind of jump scriptures out at me because then I used them, incorporated them in, in the blessing that I wrote for them. But mm-hmm. my, our oldest daughter, she, she took to traveling um, once she was, freshman in high in college she just started traveling and she's been all over the world but I didn't know this back then but everywhere she went she took her blessing book with her now this is Hmm. this is not a little book this is one of those um bigger you know the old scrapbooking when scrapbooking was crazy and oh yeah real you know those big ones um Mm -hmm. that's that's the size of the books that we had for each of our kids so this would take take oh wow But she took it with her everywhere she traveled. And she said, Mom, when I was scared or when I was confused or when I didn't know what was going on or felt alone or whatever, when I needed it, I could open that book up while I was traveling and realize that I'm not alone. You know, that oh, wow. this. oh my gosh, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes talking about yeah. it. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I was just wowed by that. Um yeah. Then we had one of one of our other um, children had a kind of struggled with temper um, when he was a little younger, and I'll tell you the year working up to that blessing service was a real struggle, and I could see that that he was struggling with things and wasn't quite able to talk about it, and it was almost like a a switch was flipped at, at his hmm. blessing service and I just saw God use uh, use the people at that service and the prayers that were prayed over him and he just took that so to heart and and God really did a a huge work in his heart and so whereas I was looking at oh Lord they're going to find their calling they're going to 
know what they want to do, you know, <laughs> you know, right. everything revealed. it was like, well, no, 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 there's other things I need to work on with these guys, you know, so uh, chill out mom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really neat. And I, I love that because isn't that so like the Lord, he mm. focuses on the heart and mm -hmm. on the spiritual aspects of us and our children. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where we have to put our focus. All these other things, they fall into place. They just, yeah. they, they'll find their calling. God's not going to hide it from them. Mm -hmm. And we just have to trust in this process. But I, I love that. I love how it was like a switch for your one son. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because it's almost like here's this moment in time when suddenly adults are saying, welcome to adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it's like they want to rise to that occasion. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like they have something to, to look to, to right. rise to. It's funny so. because we had um, more than a few friends who were, um, I mean, not obnoxiously critical, but, you know, honestly, it's just <laughs> because why 13? They're still kids, you know, at least wait till they're 16, you know, 13 so young. And I right. thought, you know, it's really interesting because here we talk to preschoolers about, oh, is that your boyfriend? Is it, you know, we talk to, <laughs> we're sexualizing our kids from a young age, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. we're not calling them to a higher standard of, of maturity, of, you know, of mm -hmm. life, of responsibility. So why don't we reverse that? You know, what, let's, let's, yeah. you know, so yeah, we thought yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you look at scripture and, and uh, just the Jewish culture mm -hmm. and that, that was the age when it, you know, they were expected to be adults. And when you think about how young Mary probably was when she mm. got married and, and had baby Absolutely. Jesus, it's like, I mean, I think our culture is just messed up. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I think, you know, I think our children should rise to this level of maturity when they Absolutely. hit those teen years and it's bumpy. It doesn't mean overnight they're right. automatically going to be, you know, adults, but right. calling them to that standard and expecting mm -hmm. something higher from them is so important. And Absolutely. that's where you see that maturity develop when the right. expectations are there. Yeah. If okay. you, you know, you caught, if you coddle them and then all of a sudden when they're, you know, 18 or 20 or whatever, expect them to, okay, now you're an adult just because you're, mm -hmm. okay, now you can vote or now you can drink or whatever. Right. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, it's, it really is because we're just, like you said, I think we're just coddling teenagers. We treat mm -hmm. them like kids in all of these different areas. And then all of a sudden, like you said, they're adults at 18 and they can go out and vote and drive and do all this adult stuff. We mm -hmm. should be expecting a higher level younger if they're going to wow. go out and do that at that which, age. Which kind of brings me to your, I don't know, I'm kind of hijacking this, but your, I love your life schooling concept because it really plays into that too. Um, mm -hmm. It's something I've always referred to as the lifestyle of learning, which I'd heard mm -hmm. way, way back. And, um, and, and that's why I think it's so important though to in, uh, have your kids invest and get you know, ownership of their education when they're high schoolers, when they're teens, because that's going to yes. be their life, you know? And right, um, right. if they don't take ownership of it now, they're certainly not going to when they're out of the house. Exactly. Well, and the way I always think about it is, I guess it kind of bothers me when I see high schoolers graduated and it's like, now what? you know, what am I going to major in? What am I going to do? And it's like, 
I think to myself, whoa, you've gone through all this education and you don't know who you are. You don't know what you want to do. I feel like with life schooling, that's the whole goal all along is figuring out who these children are, who God has created them to be. And so in those younger years, yes, you have to do some of those basics, but those are the times for exploring. Like what, what is this child drawn to? And then in the teen years, you know, 13 and and on, they Mm -hmm. should really be pursuing some of these things at a deeper level so that when they get to 18, which in our culture, again, we say that's an adult. My son Mm -hmm. just turned 18. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, Um, last Saturday. So it's crazy. I'm thinking I've raised an adult. And Mm -hmm. I, I look at him and we gave him a lot of time, a lot of time to focus on his interests, particularly computer programming. And he's pretty much at a professional level. He's going to get his certifications. He's ready to move on into his career path. And I'm not saying that college isn't, you know, a good option for some kids who need that and, right. and they want that higher learning. But my point is, at this age, I really do think that they should have a pretty good idea of who they are. Right. You know, that's not well, to say maybe that they know exactly, but right, right. But a pretty good yeah, because heck, I'm 57. I don't know what I'll be when I grow up yet, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there is that issue too. Some of us have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> that's right. But because uh, I, I think though, in traditional schools, um, and I don't want to get into bashing here. I'm just, just, it's just, just right, a comparison. Right. The emphasis mm-hmm. is really on what's your degree going to be like. What, what's your major right. going to be like? And, and who I don't. Who knows what you need? It's as opposed to. You know, what contribution do you want to make to life? What what skill do you want to develop that can serve others? You know, those are different right. big questions. Exactly. That really are exactly not easier to think about, but more productive to think about rather than mm-hmm. what's your major? Gosh. Well, and that puts doesn't that put the focus where it needs to be? It puts the focus on the Lord and mm-hmm. our calling, which is to serve him ultimately through serving others with our gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. It's not about what do I want to be when I grow up. It's about mm-hmm. what has the Lord called me to in order to serve others in this world and to bring him glory. Right. That's what it comes down to. And then if you look at, and how can I best prepare for that, that can start at any age. And it doesn't right. mean you have to right. wait till you go to college, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's my passion, too, is let them learn now. You know, if they're called to do something specific, it doesn't mean you ignore all the other things. But I just, I really feel like in traditional education, we've got too much of a, a um, inch deep and a mile wide approach to education. Right. Mm-hmm. And not every child is going to need to know all of those things. You know, it's almost like heresy if you suggest that maybe your child doesn't need geometry or whatever, but maybe they really don't. I mean, if they're going to be a writer, um, let them write, let them do some real world things. Let them write a book, let them research, learn how to be a good researcher because if they can get to an expert level now while they're young, I mean, just think about the potential and the opportunity. And if they end up writing some article later that they need to know geometry for, then hey, that's what Google's for. Well, you know? that's, that's what I think. Like, there's nothing wrong with teaching them that sometimes you do have to do something you don't want mm-hmm. to do. And, and right. to, that's, I don't have a problem with that. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, there's, if you teach them how to learn, then like you said, maybe you don't need to, to learn geometry in high school. And maybe later on, you, you might need to just Google enough to write your article, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. you don't have to. Exactly. And, and goodness, with how the body of knowledge is like exponentially <laughs> growing, oh, everybody's yes. going to have gaps anyway. So Right. It's just exactly. pick your gap. <laughs> Exactly. I love that. Pick your gap. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a meme or something. <laughs> Pick your gap. It's so true because, because we will have gaps. And I mean, my husband says that all the time. That's what I have Google for. What do I need someone that knows everything? I've got Google. <laughs> you know, we need to be experts in the field that God has called us to. And again, that's not to say that we shouldn't have some knowledge about, about other things and sometimes right. learn that we don't have a particular interest in. God will use it all. Mm-hmm. But, but that's really a passion of mine is let our children become experts at these things that, they're, that they truly have a gift and an interest in because that's mm-hmm. put there by God for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Boy, so, I, I learned that the hard way though because I have to admit with our oldest, um, now my oldest son is um, about to turn 32 next month. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so it goes he, fast, doesn't it? it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, when he was younger, we we weren't. My husband and I both had college educations, and we weren't really a hundred percent buying into this. Well, you don't need to go to college, you know, just do it, whatever. Right. Um. So our oldest son was a wonderful. I mean, still is a wonderful man, but you know, was a wonderful, obedient teen, and he he really wasn't into the academics, but he went to college because you know that's what dad wanted him to do, and mom encouraged him too. But we found out after um, after he left school, he'd been out of school for a while, and he's a vi- videographer right now, amazingly talented videographer. But we found out that the last year or two in school, he was using his tuition money to buy cameras, to buy equipment. <laughs> so that's funny. He, yeah. So because he he wanted to tra- he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to train for mm-hmm. it. He knew the school wasn't cutting it but so he didn't want to waste his time though he's like well this is what I got to do and he did it and uh, I'm so proud of him I I do kind of regret that he didn't feel comfortable telling us that at the time (laughs) (laughs) but uh, well it all turned out (laughs) yeah it does it does and you know that's another thing too just to encourage moms listening None of us are going to do it perfectly. We're all just learning and you're going to make mistakes. It's okay. I think sometimes I can, I was thinking about this just today, actually, I can really have paralysis by analysis, particularly Mm -hmm. when it comes to scheduling and organizing, because Mm -hmm. I really have a perfectionistic nature. And so I want to do it perfectly. I want the perfect schedule that's going to be flexible and work for us. And, and you know, that we're going to just really flow with and, and so I'll just, you know, I just drag my feet and then it ends up, well, we just sort of do random things because I never, <laughs> I never get around to it. And somehow it turns out it works out okay. Um, you know, and, or I'll get the schedule done and then somehow we get a month or two in and it's like, oh, well, we're not really following that anymore. <laughs> but, you know, we're all learning, we're growing. And I think right. just having that, that main focus, making the main thing the main thing, putting mm-hmm. the Lord first, praying yeah. through every day, because that is something that I do, mm-hmm. um, regardless of, of scheduling. I'm, I'm always trying to pray and seek the Lord. What do you want us to do today? Mm-hmm. And 
So when we do that, he honors that despite all of our imperfections and the bumps and, and hiccups, he's going to honor that. And he's not going to hide things from us and, and punish us because we're not perfect. Right. I think and that's so important for homeschool moms. I mean, I know I was just as guilty of this as anybody, um, feeling like it was all on my shoulders, you know, like it's mm -hmm. all up to me, the, the, the schedule, the curriculum, you know, what we're doing, where we're going, what, uh, you know, sports to the kids going to be like, everything was, was on me. Mm -hmm. And it's not, <laughs> it's just not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. That yeah. That is the most freeing thought is that it isn't on us. It's on the Lord. Mm -hmm. These are his children Yeah, and he's going to honor our efforts, but they're his children and we have to just really submit to his plan for them mm -hmm. and always be listening. That's right. Cause as much so, as we love them, he loves them. A gajillion times more. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. true. Yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit more about your own homeschooling, being a, one of our veteran homeschoolers, <laughs> who I just have so much admiration for. Mm. Uh, one of your other books, which we mentioned in the intro, is called Homeschooling Outside the Box. I think we mentioned it in, in the intro. Yeah. Um, and that really intrigued me because it said that you talk a lot about real life experiences that you incorporated in your homeschooling, this yeah. lifestyle of learning or what we call life schooling. So I'd love mm -hmm. to hear more about that. Well, that was, boy, I, that was the first thing I ever published with uh, you with a kind of a big, bigger name publisher at Old Schoolhouse Magazine. Mm -hmm. That was when the kids were really young. And so it really focused on... Um, you know, things I'm trying to think back because actually the, the manuscript was, they purchased it. So I don't, I'm not able to do anything with it anymore, but um, mm. it was, you know, we, we did things like Legos and the whole scouting program. I'd talk about how we use that for, um, you know, for different subjects, subject, you know, as a basis for different subject studies and things like that. Um, we did a lot of traveling back then when the, this was when we just had to, um, mm -hmm and incorporated travel into almost, I mean, geography, science, all kinds of things you can travel is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what, what are some of the other ones in that. That was an ebook that I really would like to republish as a book, you know, print book uh -huh. for people to buy. Yeah. Um, a lot of the concepts in it now are more, at the time they were kind of as the title implies outside the box but mm -hmm. a lot of times you know people that, like you now have come up come up with the life schooling and things like that which that talked you know talked a lot about um but that was that was my first time of kind of you know looking at education as not a, a book thing you know I was raised as when to educate you have to do textbook learning you know right uh -huh. but definitely don't believe that anymore <laughs> you yeah know? Yeah. No, and, and I, I would love that to see it as a hard copy book because I do think while there are some of us kind of preaching this message, we're seeing so many people start homeschooling now, especially here in the Charlotte area where our public schools are really awful. Mm. Um, I mean, just awful. And so, so many people are homeschooling, but they really don't understand what the pioneers understood and, mm. you know, what the way that you all were homeschooling before you really could get a lot of good um, curriculum. You yeah, just kind of had to think. Yeah. Well, we started um, curriculum was, you know, there were a couple of publishers that sold mostly to schools 
who agreed to sell to homeschoolers. But so basically what many of us were doing was just kind of recreating the schoolhouse in mm-hmm. their dining room or kitchen or wherever. And, um, and that really doesn't, I mean, that might work well for a time and it, and it, and it's a good transition for people who are pulling their kids out of traditional school, bef- you know, to start homeschooling. It's kind mm-hmm. of a good transition for, for a season, but you can't re- why do you want to recreate? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what it. I say. Like, <laughs> why would you want to recreate that? It's, yeah. it, it really does. It really does put kids in a box, you know, they have to learn these certain things by a certain age. And, you know, I know some people can take that and be very flexible with it, but, um, but I just love the whole concept of, of doing it through everyday life and really integrating it with the things that God brings into your life every day. It's just a more natural approach. And I see so many homeschoolers now, as I was saying, there's so many more homeschooling and they just have no concept of how you can do it differently from the school system. Well, and, so I'll tell you, and, and I'm seeing that, especially um, Danielle in, in high school now mm-hmm. that, um, you know, there are more homeschoolers, parents homeschooling in high school, but they're really kind of tied up in well, what, what are the requirements? What are that, you know, what is right. Right. And all that stuff. And um, there's just so many ways to be flexible, even in high school. I mean, it's yeah. just, and high school, I love homeschooling high school. My, my thing is like, everybody should do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, so fun. I mean, oh, I love just that. I love teenagers. Yes. They're fun. They have yes. so much enthusiasm. They haven't become cynical yet. You know, mm-hmm. so many of us who are older just get cynical, like, well, you can't change anything. So right. Give up. Stop trying. They want to change the world. Mm-hmm. And I just love that zeal in them. They're just, they're just fun. Well, so, you know, yeah. there is a little bit of iron sharpening iron too, because they'll call you out. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not it's afraid not, to. Yeah, yeah. It's not like when they were little and you know, you did the volcanoes and all that stuff and it was fun. It's like, uh-huh. well, how, you know, how come you're telling me to do this? You don't do this. Oh, ouch. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yes. It is definitely a season where you have to learn humility. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, because because we do need to learn from our children too. And I think it's they're they're learning how to sort of balance that and learn to be respectful, but also, you know, they're they're seeing things in mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Um so it's just it's an interesting time. But I love that that's kind of your thing because I think I could learn a lot from you in that <laughs> respect. Like I said, my son he just ran with the IT stuff. So mm-hmm. um as far as helping other people learn how to do this whole life schooling thing where it still fits in the boxes enough to go to college mm-hmm. <laughs> where you can, you know, do that. I think it's a little bit trickier for me to really um, kind of coach people on that because mm. we just, we're so outside of the box. It's like, I don't even see the box. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the box? Is there a box? <laughs> So that's good. I, I, that's good. But it does make it hard to coach people who are living. It does. It does. And so I've I've got to figure out how to bring that balance in because mm-hmm. I know not everybody can can quite be as radical as we sometimes are. It works for us. It, it's worked for our family, but mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. If you've got a child that wants to be a lawyer or a doctor or something yeah. like that, they they can't they can't quite be this free. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you got to fit into it a little bit those right. boxes in order well, to go. I just, I was just recording a video today about using, I mean, there are tools though that you can kind of rein that in, 
Um, mm -hmm. I recorded a video today about how to use a, how to create and use a rubric for mm -hmm. for your high school. Uh, okay. Teacher directed, you know, student led studies, mm -hmm. which would help, you know, helps as long as it fits in that transcript so they can get into college. Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the lawyer or doctor kind of person. Right. Um, and but there's yeah, ways I, to, to do that. Right. I'd love to share that. I'm going to, um, if you don't mind, I'll share that in the, the show notes. Yeah, no, that'd be fine. I have, uh, th there's actually, uh, what I'll do is I'll share with you some articles um, that speak specifically to that kind of mm -hmm. getting life's life life activities and events and experiences of getting them on a transcript, how to do that. That would be wonderful. That would help a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. So that sounds great. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you too. I mean, we've talked a lot sort of in this conversation about just, um, just the relationships and especially just now we're talking about the teenage relationships, but how did, how do you feel that homeschooling strengthened your relationships with your children? Because I just think it's one of the best ways to have a close relationship with our kids with yeah. them so many hours i know <laughs> well you, you have to get along <laughs> uh, well but see there's the, there's a ticket see I, I think sometimes we look at it or people in general people look at it as a what's the, the a panacea and it's not you can right that's true and not have a great family and you can have mm -hmm. kids in traditional school and be very close to them too mm -hmm. um I, I, and you know how human nature, a lot of times the grass is always greener, you know, <laughs> kind uh -huh. of thing. But, right. um, you know, and I think there were seasons where I wouldn't say we had um, a good relationship, even though we were homeschooling. Um, I, I mean, I think it's really not so much the homeschooling as much as, as much as learning humility and being able mm -hmm. to, um, you know, admit when you're wrong and ask for forgiveness and um, just set that kind of example. And I am the first one to say that I did not always model that, you know, and there are still days when I'm like, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> we all have those days, but, um, but gosh, I'll tell you the, the, the time that I spent with my kids over the years, there is not even, even the worst, absolutely worst moment that I can, you know, conjure up in my head, I would not have changed it for a second. You just, like you said, you know, you spend all that time with them. You just really get to know them and they get to know you. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I love is when, you know, my adult kids call me and, you know, even um, the youngest one in college was just, had some great news and he just texted, texted me. He says, I don't want to wait until we talk on the phone. I had to tell, share this with you. Aww. And I just love that, especially, you know, my boys do that. It's just, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so neat. Hmm, it, yeah. So I just, the time, you know, even when, when they're bad times, it's still, you work through it and you, right. You know, you push through it and, um, and God blesses that. I think that commitment, you know, that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think you just, you're kind of faced with more challenges that you, you either have to deal with or you have to, Ignore. So I guess you're either going to end up with a close relationship or none, none, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it yeah. almost seems that way. Like we see a lot of homeschoolers who hate everything about homeschooling and they've yeah. practically rejected their families, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. But because you're with each other for so many hours out of the day, you really do. Um, you, you have a lot more interaction for better or for worse. And so yeah. you've got to learn how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't, you know, definitely there can be some, 
some sad outcomes. Yeah. But, yeah. They, but they, it is, they are there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see, I'm just looking through my questions real quick as we wrap this up, I guess I'll just ask you real quick, what are some of the gifts that you saw in your children and how were you able to kind of tailor their education around developing those gifts, particularly as they got older in those teen years? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of different distingu- uh, characteristics to distinguish between. Um, definitely some of my kids reflected an academic versus a non-academic, you know, type of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, while I felt, you know, all my kids were smart, they're not all bookish, if that makes sense, you know, and, and so I think knowing how your kids best learn are almost, you know, the gifts that they have, mm-hmm. and how you can tailor things around that. Um, there's also the academic versus kind of the artsy. And like, these are all not, not necessarily either or too. And that's, that's, that was the biggest challenge that I felt for, for my kids. It's like, um, let's see, the last one t- that just entered college is a very, he loved theater. He's very good. He's, he's huh. singing, he can dance, he can act. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know where he got all the talent. <laughs> it's funny. But, um, but he, you know, he's, there's a certain amount of practicality in him and, and it's, you know, very competitive to get into that. And so, yes. uh, you know, we had a kind of balance between letting him run with that and maybe having, having a good plan B, you know, what are you, how are, how are we going to just in case, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess, you know, it's, it's really more of, and it's, and it's just changes from child to child, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no one, there's not even like a process you can say, okay, do this. If you say, right. you know, kind of thing. Um, right. But that's what makes, that's what makes, the learning process and the teaching process such a wonderful exploratory time yeah. with your kids. Yeah. It's what makes it exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just discovering different things and chasing different rabbit trails mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as their interests start to develop. That's right. That's great. Well, Pat, this has been so fun chatting with you today and I just, I love your book. I'm sure your other books are great too. I'll have to check into those and, just love to hear your heart. I think we're definitely on the same page with a lot of this stuff. So oh, it's been fun to talk. Yeah. Oh, I could do this all afternoon. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Well, thanks again for joining us. And that's Life as a Life Schooler. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hope you'll join us next time and happy life schooling. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.